I'm Pac Romain. And I'm George Chad. And you're listening to Sup Doc, a show where we talk to interesting people with strong opinions about their favorite documentaries. On today's episode, we discuss the 2015 documentary, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened?, directed by John Schnepp. This film digs deep into the failed Nicolas Cage, Tim Burton adaptation of Superman that never made it to even principal photography. This is an episode for nerds, by nerds, and our guest is our favorite comic book nerd, comedian Bert DeVitri. Nerd. We are here with comedian Bert DeVitri. Hello, Bert. Hello, Bert. Good evening. Thank you guys so much for having me on the show today. You're yeah. certainly welcome. Thanks for coming. <laughs> and yep. you, well, you just showed us the grossest thing we, we should talk about. Robocop scene 27. Just Google it. The 27 <laughs> implies the 27 dicks we just saw blow up. <laughs> don't spoil it. <laughs> that, that is, I don't know how else to talk spoiled. about it. Trigger warning? Yeah. <laughs> we're, spoiling you, a, we're spoiling a documentary and one of the funniest <laughs> videos on the internet. Uh, George, here's a question for yeah. you. As someone who didn't grow up near Detroit, like Bert and I are both from Michigan, mm-hmm. what what was your impression of Detroit when you were growing up as a kid? This cause, I'm asking this because of RoboCop. Yeah, uh, Dr. Detroit was the one movie that I knew about from there. Uh, when I was a kid, I don't think I knew much about about it at all did it scare knew. you was it like a city where you're like everyone dies I th- <laughs> no like when i thought about i could didn't even remember that robocop was in detroit until it was like you know brought up later like when yeah. i was i was pretty young when it came out so, right yeah well like uh my impression of detroit i didn't really have much mm. isn't like chicago the new detroit um in I, terms of like the it didn't like financially and killing or, people and all I that like stuff chicago is had dangerous areas for a very long time. Yeah, I think, I think Baltimore is kind of like the new. Uh, yeah, Detroit. maybe around the time of like the Wire or something. Yeah, yeah. Was, just because was... like Chicago's always had like a section that's been like shiny and mm-hmm. part of like the machine, and then there's the South Side, the mm-hmm. Southeast Side, which is just like killings. I spent one day in Baltimore, and I was like, I want to go back to Oakland right away. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I felt about Baltimore. <laughs> no yeah. one ever says that. <laughs> I know. It's the one city that Oakland can make fun of yeah. is Baltimore. <laughs> yes. And so you picked us, uh, The Death of Superman Lives, What Happened as yeah. your doc. I, I've watched it five times. I love it. Uh-huh. Uh, there's nothing that interests me more than like a comic book, book movie that like didn't happen that... And this one, like, involves, like, uh, Kevin Smith and Nicolas Cage and Tim Burton and John Peters, who made, like, all the superhero movies from when I was growing up and when I was a kid and, like, what I think of Superman and what I think of Batman. And, you know, Tim Burton had a big hand in that, too. And it's just, like, how could this movie have not happened? It had every single working gear to be, like, the next big franchise. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And like the Superman movie that followed it was, we were allowed to swear, right? Yes. Oh, yeah. It was complete dog shit. Yeah. Like compared to everything that um, Tim Burton and John Peters and all these guys like wanted to do in their movie. And then we get Brian Singer's Superman movie, which is just like the most bland take on Superman yeah. ever. Like he doesn't even fight. Like he punches, and it's said it's in the documentary, wet, yeah. he punches an island. He punches. Like, he doesn't punch anything but an island. Yeah, he punches an island, and it's true. Like you're watching the movie, like, oh, cool, he caught a bullet in the eye really quick against thugs, which is stupid because he can just eradicate them immediately. Right. And then like he can, uh, he d- gets an airplane out of the sky, and that's 
all you get from Superman pretty much that whole movie. Well, I mean, that's the things you're bringing up also bring up why Superman is a difficult character because no one's as he's too powerful. But he's like so powerful. Doomsday matches him on a strength level. That's I guess in well we can go through. So that would be your pitch to someone who like you're just like even if you don't care about superheroes, what's interesting about this? You know exactly, and it's just like Nicholas Nicholas Cage was like huge actor at this time and you know now he's just kind of become like almost a punchline which sucks he has financial problems yes because it's yeah. financial problems so he'll take any movie so like when your netflix queue comes up it's just like nicholas cage does this nicholas cage is basically in a ripoff of taken you right. know it's like all these movies and like he did ghost rider it's yeah. like the the superhero yeah. movie you did was ghost rider right yeah. which i actually <sighs> do like i've never saw it i like the commercial because it's like him being like, it's like my head is on fire. <laughs> like that's perfect, Nicholas Cage. That's like raising Arizona, Nicholas Cage. Yeah. Do you remember when he first became like an action star? Yeah, it was The Rock. The Rock. Wasn't Rock. It? Yeah, yeah, because he was a weird character actor right before that. So it's like that alone. When when that came out, I was like, how is this a thing? Yeah. How is this guy? Yeah, it was a this? great movie. It, I love The Rock, yeah. but it was like it was the first. That was someone taking a chance. Right, you know, making him an action star. Good to the rock. Yeah, so that's like two very impressionable people you can do good impressions of is Connery and, and yeah. Cage. Let's do yeah. ours. I, I'm gonna. How stop. many dragons do you know? Well, I don't, I don't do Cage. Okay. <laughs> no, that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no. It's the worst improv moment ever. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you like, no butted me. No, <laughs> no butts on this show. Trying to be funny. No Get the guy a show. break. <laughs> I do. How many? <laughs> you're the man now, dog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But your Nicholas Cage was pretty good. The, the, oh, the oh, yeah, before. Yeah. yeah. That's that. But yeah, and do you remember? Do you ever see Vampire's Kiss? Oh, yeah. What a weird movie. Yeah, it is what a weird, a weird I, I've, movie. Oh, and you know, uh, what's the one where he's the ambulance driver? Oh, that, that's Scorsese. It's Bring Out the yeah, Dead. Yeah, Bring Out the Dead. That's pretty yeah. good. We tried to do a riffing show for um, Vampire's Kiss. I yeah. did it with like Natasha Muse. And you know, I was doing that show with um, Andre Parker when he was still doing yeah you know, comedy, you know, and it was like an unriffable movie. Like oh. Vampire's Kiss is like it doesn't adhere to any rules. It's a weird movie. So yeah. it's like you can't really riff a movie that is so out of out of its. It's just too yeah. almost like there's no what reality are we are we looking at right now? It's too hard. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah you're right. Um, and on that, you know what? Let's just plug it. We're in Sketchfest, June uh, January 29th. January 29th. Come see us at 4:30 p.m. at Piano Fight in yeah. San Francisco. We haven't figured out very yeah. much yeah. more about it, but that's gonna that's be it. it. We got yeah. a date. Hey, yeah, you guys yeah. are in Sketchfest. Yeah. SF Sketchfest. Second, yeah, I'm in second it. year. I'm in SF Sketchfest oh, too. Cool. What's your date? Uh, January 18th at the Eureka Theater at 8 p.m. Don't watch this show live. We'll be happening again somehow. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Love it. Love it. And I think this Sketch is show. my fourth or fifth year. I can't remember. Yeah. Right on. Oh, nice. well, you know what? The Remain events in Sketchfest. Oh, is it? January 21st, 8 p.m. at the Brava Theater. Hey, aren't you helping me write my my sketch show this year? <laughs> I think oh, I man, am. We are so intertwined. Yeah. Hey, we you are. guys. What? <laughs> Talkies. Yeah. It's going to be at Sketchfest no. at Piano Fight. You guys when? are so famous. <laughs> January 13th at 8 p.m. Look at us. We <laughs> we are the Paul F. Tompkins of, of San Francisco. If you live in Australia, <laughs> I guess forget about the last three minutes. No, fly in to Sketchfest. Or, or fly in. Yeah. And see us. I'm going to, I'm actually probably going to set my phone up in the very back of the room. So. 
um, put it live on Facebook. So oh, this? Friend me on... No, the Sketchfest. <laughs> oh. I thought you meant right now. <laughs> Let's Facebook Live this. We should... We know what? We should at some point Facebook yeah. Live an episode. Yeah. I think if you if you would like that idea, <laughs> go to Facebook on our page, <laughs> Subdoc Podcast, and tell us that you want to see us or Facebook, Facebook live. live yourself listening to the show and just you know doing your dishes or whatever. Yeah, do your dishes, Jesus, you slob. Um, and so you, Bert, are a big comic book guy, right? I am a very big comic book fan. Yeah, and your your favorite genre of comic books is superhero type. It is. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you superhero de- tights. Types. Types. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. Uh, I I was introduced to comic book characters um, one time I was at the arcade and I didn't know what it was, but all the adults were playing the X Men arcade game and I was like, "Who are these characters?" Mm-hmm. And then like a year later, the um, X Men Marvel show, t- Kids Fo- oh. Fox Kids TV show, that one, yeah, yeah. And I was like, "What? This this is all those people from that." From that video game, like, this is awesome. And my mom was like, cool. So that was, like, right about the time of the death of Superman. And so, like, those were, like, my first comic books was, like, the death of Superman and, like, Mm -hmm. leading up to all that stuff. It's, like, 95? When is it? It was 93. 93. 93, 94. Yeah. So So through video games is how you found the characters. mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, I've, you know, I've owned all the marvel video games and stuff through the years and took a long time off comic books and then came back to them a couple of years ago and it was i'm so happy i did so it sounds like you were a marvel guy then mm-hmm, definitely more so, of a marvel guy yeah but then Superman, but still love yeah. like batman's one of my favorite um characters of all time i'm not a huge superman fan but i get it mm-hmm. you know i get why everyone likes like his escape like he can't be defeated and like everybody wants that you know everybody wants superman's powers like i want to mm-hmm. fly i want to be indestructible i want to you know go faster than a speeding bullet mm-hmm. you know so I, I i get it and i i love superman i'm just like not the biggest superman fan i, I remember like hearing something or maybe it was in uh reading something about how superman was created by these two jewish kids and sort of was like a proxy for the immigrant experience mm-hmm. in america yeah the ama- the amazing ventures of cavalier and clay that's very much it's, like it's, yeah, it's that story yeah the escapist yeah. yeah yeah that's that's such a great book too yeah i'd read the same thing so uh, here's this is what i don't understand because i am not a comic book guy mm-hmm. i think when i was a kid i read richie rich which I, <laughs> the, I that's the weirdest one. To yeah, be I know. And I, I your life. You're the on. first person to ever say that. And I liked it a lot. I was a you Mad like Tony Magazine Robbins dude. And Rich, yeah. Oh, I, Mad Magazine's yeah, great. That's great. That was I, love I was Mad Magazine. I was a Mad Magazine, and then mm-hmm. slightly cracked, and then mm-hmm. to a lesser extent, stupid. Uh, mm-hmm. Which a lot of people don't. But anyways, I was a huge Mad Magazine fan. I was not a big comic book guy, but I don't understand the difference between DC Comics. And Marvel comics. Marvel. Should we just do this as a breakdown? Like what the breakdown? Yeah, is? I don't understand what. The... So they're two completely different companies, in two completely different universes. So in DC, you have the Justice League of America, which, from what I remember, is Batman, Superman, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, um, or like the, the cartoon, the Justice League. You grew up with Flash. that cartoon. And I Cyborg, okay, yeah. Flash and Cyborg. Mm. That's weird. Yeah, I didn't know Cyborg as a character really until yeah. Yeah, Cyborg is uh, amazing character. Like uh, all the stuff that he goes through. Like he's a football player, and then something really bad happens to him, and then his dad a concussion. Has, no. has, yeah, <laughs> Will Smith is playing him, uh. <laughs> um, and then like his dad like is a geneticist, so he like fixes his kid, and then he comes across like these cosmic things that make him more powerful. Mm. Yeah. 
Marvel, the Marvel universe, like the big hitters there, it's like Captain America, the Avengers, all that whole movie franchise, which is weird because there's the movies that got made by other companies. Like there was a bunch of Punisher movies. There was a bunch of like, like Spider-Man is in a different, Spider-Man only recently came back into the Marvel fold because of rights issues of like people that when Marvel had no money, I guess in like the late nineties, they were really losing a lot of money. They sold the rights to everything. Yeah. Like Disney ended up buying them, but like Does Fox f- and Sony also bought. Like Fox bought the X Men, so Fox has X Men, and then pretty much all mutants. They own the mutant names, so right, like the concept. Yeah, of mutants. and then like so they can't they can use same type characters in the Avengers because they're owned by Marvel Studios. So like Quicksilver is in. X-Men, but yeah. he's also was in the Avengers 8 of Ultron movie and dies, but he's not referred to as Quicksilver, and they're referred right. to as metahumans and not mutants. So, like, right. wow. all of Marvel's financial difficulties have kind of, like, starting to be more resolved, but, like, what happened is, like, everything got dispersed. Like, yeah. Fox got, like I said, X-Men, and then Sony got Spider-Man, and I'm not 100% sure, but I think they got Blade and Ghost Rider, as well, but now Marvel owns Blade and Ghost Rider. So it's 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 just never ending. I got a call from Terry Semmel, who was the head of Warner Brothers, and said, we want you to come back to the studio. And I said, I'm working on something now, which is really what I want to do. I had made Batman. And he said, what? And I said, I, I think I bought the rights to Superman. He said, you idiot. Warner Brothers owns it. I own it. I said, no, you don't. Check. Came back, and he said, you're right, you do. For people who haven't seen the documentary, just kind of explain what this documentary is for people. Sure. So, uh, the Death of Superman Lives uh, is about a movie that John Peters wanted to make about Superman and reviving the whole franchise. And they cast Nicolas Cage as Superman. Got <laughs> Tim Burton on board to direct. And this movie was supposed to be Superman dying from Doomsday and Brainiac. And uh, it got to the day of principal photography and mm-hmm. was subsequently ended. Right. Mm-hmm. Crazy. And the year 98? 98, yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. That is, do you think, Bert, you, do you think it would not... Let's see, how am I going to phrase this? Do you think it would go would have continued if it was made today? Do, you, do I think that that Superman franchise would be alive today? Yes. No. I mean, it's what... So much later, like how many years? Almost 20 years. years. Yeah, Yeah. almost 20 years. So uh, I don't think Nicolas Cage would still be playing Superman. Okay. But would the continuity still exist? Maybe. Got it. Because I know like uh, for that Superman movie that Brian Singer made, they Mm -hmm. continued the continuity of the first four movies. Uh, Right, right. (laughs) And (laughs) there has not been a good Superman movie since Superman 2. Okay. Like, yeah. Nobody has a, Christopher uh, Reeves. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. Superman one and two were basically shot back to back. Right. And oh, they were. I didn't know that. They were yeah. shot back to back, and then they had a fa- falling out with Donner. So he uh, directed four. I think it was forty nine percent of it, even though he shot the what? all of it. It's credited. They to went him. back yeah. and reshot fifty one percent of the movie, so uh, he didn't get his like full directing shut credit. Up. And uh, assholes. About ten or. 
15 years ago, Richard Donner finally put out his cut of Superman 2. Oh. And there's like a lot of blanks in between it and stuff, but you could still obviously keep up with it, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. But like that was the last good Superman movie. Like Superman 3 was him and Richard Pryor. Right. And they have like, they (laughs) fight video games and Superman's drunk and it's just like, what are you doing? The two Supermen happen. Yeah. And there's like a bizarro fight in it. It was Mm -hmm. kind of what they were going for. And then the fourth one was like Superman. Uh, fighting Lex Luthor, who creates Nuclear Man, which is not really a thing. Is still Gene Hackman in for? Yep. That's mm-hmm. good. At least they still had Hackman. Yep. So that's like Brando uh, is in the first two. Yeah. Because he, I think he died by the time two came out, right? I think. No, no, no. no. He died in the 90s. Yeah. Right? Yeah, never mind. But yeah, Brando is in the second one now. Yeah. And Brando is Superman's dad. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I did see Joel. that. I'm, I remember my Joel. mom took me to see Superman, that first one at the movies. Yeah. Yeah. They, there's little clips of that one in here, and there's little clips of the one that Brian Singer did. Yeah. So, do, what do you think of the most recent two retreads, which is so Superman I, Returns? I didn't hate Man of Steel. Okay, Man I of Steel. I didn't hate right. Man of Steel. I thought it was fine for what it was, but like, I mean, Superman kills countless amounts of people, which Superman doesn't do. You know, mm-hmm. like, there's way too much destruction of, like, these buildings blowing up. It's like, he should have taken the fight, like, outside of Metropolis mm-hmm. or whatever, because, like, at, thousands of people yeah. must have died in the Zod fight. Mm-hmm. And it's weird that they brought Zod back, which is not... He's he was not in the comic books. Right, he's Like, just he was from... in, like, one comic book before that... Really? Before the movie came out. Mm-hmm. And huh. it, it's really weird that they're like, we're going to do Zod again. It's like, Zod's not even really... A, a DC like canon character right. like yeah. he's been all over the place. Zod's mm-hmm. dead, baby. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Batman vs Superman was whatever it was. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was mm-hmm. just I don't know. Didn't see that one. I really found the beginning of the of the the Man of Steel like all the Krypton stuff was too ridiculous to me. Really, I like it was that I didn't like. I didn't want it. I didn't want it to be all Avatar-y the way it was. Mm-hmm. But then uh, um, there was like moments that I thought were good. But I like Michael Shannon as Zod. Oh, he's, he's great. great. And I think they were just trying to make it like nine eleven. They just like it was like it's it's in the middle of the city and then all these buildings destroyed. They just take themselves way. They really too do. Seriously, <laughs> like, it's just way <laughs> too serious. serious for like a comic book movie. Like, yeah, brooding. It's supposed to be. Fun. Yeah. And like, he has a beard. His beard, and like Superman lets his dad die in a tornado. It's like, dude, you wouldn't let your oh, dad fucking walk Costner? into a fucking tornado. He could have grabbed like, him. You cannot reveal yourself. It's like, dude, that was uh, uh, dad die. Yeah, <laughs> build it, and they won't come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, can he fly the world backwards? And well, in the Donner movies, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but they made up like a lot of weird stuff for like Superman in those movies. Like, we'll get into like how John Peters' concept of Superman is just. A little bit off, yeah. And like some Hollywood's just a little bit off on things. Like in Superman two, they're fighting in the Fortress of Solitude, and Superman like pulls his S off of his shirt That's and right. throws it, and it turns into like a trash bag. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Somebody yeah. cellophane. Like, yeah, he doesn't need to do that. Yeah, he's. What, he's I wrote it down. He right. He can fly at. I'm going to tell you this. Yeah. There's, is there a cannon? There's these factoid. Are facts. These are true facts it's about subduct. the son factoid. of Oh, um, man. So, oh, Superman can fly at Mach 9,350. Wow. And it, and light speed in space. So, like, Superman is way t- so fast that we can't even comprehend how fast Superman is. And the only reason that we know this is because the Flash is like, dude, he is so fast. Like, he is 
He is really, really fast. I'm fast. This guy's fast. This it, is the second fastest guy. You know. Is yeah. there a canonical limit for the Flash as far as like what his top speed can be? No, super, uh, Flash can is so fast he can go back in time. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, wow. Flash can go back I in didn't time. Know that. Oh. Yeah. So in the new Batman vs Superman movie, you, you didn't see it, but like there's like a f- thing where like Flash is like, uh, you gotta save her, da da da, really quick about it's like Lois Lane, she's the one, and then it mm-hmm. like zips out, and you're like, what the fuck was that? There's no, there's n- nobody would know a- anything that's going on unless you read comic books. Yeah. Which is also dissatisfying to me because I'm just like. Now I have to answer everyone's goddamn yeah. question after this movie of right. what that was. Oh, yeah. There's no explanation whatsoever of it. So yeah. like when they try to do stuff right by the f- by the fanboys, they kind of like ruin the ex- like they just have it's distracting to people that don't know anything. Well, if it's not explained, then mm-hmm. yeah, it, like even sometimes fanboys are like you didn't do that right, right. and now everyone's confused. Like I remember when um, Spider-Man Two came out. And then, like, Harry mm. was, like, starting to become the Green Goblin. Right. And everybody had heard there's a th- character called the Hobgoblin. Like, oh, it's going to be the Hobgoblin. It's going to be the Hobgoblin. And it's like, no, you don't read comic books. Harry is just the Green Goblin again. And in the next movie, like, man, Hobgoblin was crazy. And it's like, Hobgoblin is a completely different, a different character. He's a burglar cloak, cloak. who stole technology from the Green Goblin. And you are wrong. <laughs> and I can't believe you're saying this stupid crap. And then in Iron Man 3, everyone thought Hulkbuster was going to be in it, and it was just like a big tank costume. And then in, a, in Age of Ultron, we get the real Hulkbuster yeah. that beats the shit out of Hulk, and it's yeah. sweet. And it's like, just because you hear things from your stupid idiot friends doesn't mean that they're real. I'm sorry. I just had a little rant. No, that's good. <laughs> rant away. I'm going to take a breath. So in this documentary, which is directed by John Shep. Schnepp? Schnepp? Schnepp. Schnepp. Yeah, Schnepp. there's an N in there. John Schnepp is the director of this. And we are quickly introduced to a producer uh, by the name of John Peters. <laughs> right. <laughs> Great laugh for that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... He's our, I mean, he's our childhood of how we know superheroes, like seeing them on screen. Like he's responsible for Batman. He's responsible for Superman. Like he's responsible for Wild Wild West. Like he did a whole bunch of awesome movies. Right. Yeah. And was, for a guy who's been in over 500 street fights. Yes. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I that mean, line. how could you Great not line. expect to see a badass movies by him? You right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Wait, did he produce the 70s one with Donner? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So that's why he had the rights to that. Song. So he. He was in talks with Warner Brothers to do this, and he said he was talking to the head at Warner Brothers, and, and this is in the documentary, and he's like... It's Bonaventura? The, the, yeah. Is that his name? Well, it's the guy that we get the interviews yeah. with is Bonaventura. Yeah. So he thought that the Warner Brothers owned the rights of Superman, but it, it wasn't, and uh, uh, John Peters found out, and he bought the properties to Batman and Superman wow. super-duper cheap. Yeah. So he owned the rights to them, so he got to be the producer of these movies, and... Uh, when Smart. he's talking to the guy at Warner Brothers, he's like, I own the rights to it. And he's like, no, you don't. And he's like, I'm going to go check. And he's like, oh, crap, I don't own them. And yeah. John Peters is like, yeah, I own it. And you gotta I own you. You're my bitch. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Totally. Yeah. That's Which, Hearing that must have been insane yeah to be the head of warner brothers and be like oh my god we don't we got oops yeah. yeah it's like when google found out that they didn't own google.com you remember that when they, <laughs> no, they, let, that. they let that lapse oh man and then um they they the guy who bought it from them uh said that he wanted i think it was ten thousand dollars to a charity is all that they ended up paying yeah uh, the guy was like just pay it to a charity that's and, cool Google took a real hit on that one. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Oopsers. But yeah, so they portray John Peters, you know, in not a flattering way in this documentary. Well, there's like 
the other voice of Kevin. It's basically there's a a little uh, dynamic in the beginning between Kevin Smith and Peters. They're never in the same room. Just them no. all telling John Schnepp their sides of the story. Right. And so Kevin Smith wrote the first draft of uh, Superman Lives. And he did it fanboy service by including as many more uh, DC characters Villains, as he possibly yeah. could. And like after Superman dies in the movie, he wrote a thing and he says in the movie, he's like, pretty much this is the only reason why I wrote the movie. And so after Superman dies, Batman takes over what's Times Square and there's like a bat symbol. And then Batman starts saying, Metropolis, you have suffered a giant loss today. And it's just like... Here, even hearing Kevin Smith say that just makes me so emotional because whenever I see Batman stuff, I just, oof, I just, oof, I get so happy. Yeah. Like it's like I'm just like super emotional about stuff like that. I don't know why. Maybe it's because my dad wasn't around. <laughs> that's, that's for a different podcast. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> no, that's, I no. wanted to talk about it. Oh Paco. no, we can we can explore that. We can explore yeah. that. Uh, but you just see like this like Batman and like they recreate what it might have looked like, and you're just like, wow, that is so like awesome. And I don't. I would have been blown away if I saw that in a movie. Like, yeah, that's crazy. I think one of the things that this documentary does really well is that it makes you really fucking wish that movie had happened. Exactly. You know, like they the re, the reenactments stuff they kind of do, the animation they do, and then the archival footage, uh, and obviously the interviews with Burton and you know Kevin Smith. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I I I wanted to, I wanted to I would like to see what they would have done, but I feel like Tim Burton fell off. Around Planet of the Apes for me. Uh, big, I liked Big Fish though. Yeah, Big I Fish never saw is, that Big Fish is good. a really okay. good movie, and yeah. to me, that's his last good. Movie. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Planet of the Apes was dog shit. Yeah, like that was like when they were like, "Oh, you shouldn't be doing these kinds of big right. things anymore." I, or like maybe that's not the yeah. way to think about it. But um, I mean, this also reminds me of. Did you see the Terry Gilliam, uh, the movie about what him and Johnny Depp trying to make yeah. Man of La Mancha? Yeah, that's is that great. called Man of La Mancha. Is that yeah. the name of it? That also reminded me of this. I mean, they actually did filming in that. Yeah, they but did. But there was just so many other... It was just too many Terry catastrophes. Terry Gilliam is like the perfect example of like a genius who is not moored to uh, budgets or anything like no. that. No. Yeah. yeah, not at all. And then there was freak natural disasters mm-hmm. that happened in that yeah. the shooting. Like that, they had that rainstorm that came out of nowhere and wiped away production. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. In this movie, it's like the blame for what happens, uh, it gets kind of spread throughout three different reasons. But... Yeah. We'll yeah. get to that eventually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so then we see Kevin. So we'll get back to Kevin Smith. He mm-hmm. kind of opens it up and talks about he was one of three writers. Yeah, he's yeah. a first writer. He's a first writer, and then there was um, uh, a guy named Wesley Strick who yeah. took over, and uh, Tim Burton, uh, John Peters, and Tim Burton were like, "We don't want to do uh, Kevin Smith's movie," so they hired Wesley Strick, and. John Peters gave them ridiculous guidelines to follow. Like, I don't want Superman flying. And (laughs) Tim Burton was like, well, I want this to follow, like, the dynamics of, like, of like uh, physics. Yeah, physics. He's like, I don't want Superman floating. I want him, like, jumping. And it's like, um, 
That's not what he does. Yeah. Like he flies. That's his. That's, that's what he like does. The reason we want to watch this movie yeah. is watch him fly around and do cool shit. Right. And Jonathan John Peters was like, "Well, I just think it looks fake when he flies." Yeah, like, yeah it looks fake when he flies because nobody fl- fucking flies. <laughs> you can just jump and fly. Like yeah. you watch it in amazement, even if you can like see a little bit of green screen or maybe yeah. the wind's not hitting as hard as it would yeah. going yeah. that fast. But you suspend your disbelief because like he is flying with no wings. This is awesome. Yeah. You know? Well, and then let, let's let's uh, if you were to believe Kevin Smith, he says John Peter says no flying, no suit, and a giant spider has to be in the third act. Right. So he only copped to the third one. Right. That's the only thing he had. Which is yeah, a, yeah. he's like, well, yeah, no, 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 none of those, but the, but the spider, yes. Uh, what's what's the, <laughs> the spider, spider got five hundred street fights? It's yeah. called the Targaryen snare beast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's said several times throughout the thing. It's like. Uh, you know, spiders are really like uh, scary. They're like primal, and uh, so Kevin Smith's like, I went ahead and named it a Targaryen snare beast, and then <laughs> the guy, the director's like, that's a throwback to Hawk. Yeah, Hawk man. I was yeah. like, okay, I don't know that. I don't know yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not a Hawkman guy. It seems, yeah. I mean, they start to. They, it's almost like they kind of needed a scapegoat in this documentary, so they picked John Peters. I think, yeah, he has the most power next to the guy at Warner Brothers, and really. he seems goofy because, I mean, they he they portray him as a little goofy, and they do talk. For some reason, they bring up the fact that he was a hairdresser, which doesn't really matter in this, but I think they use it to kind of portray him as kind of goofy and like. Yeah, and he was married to Barbara Streisand. I know. No, he was either. Barbara Streisand's hairdresser. No, no, I think he. Ended up, oh, did they say? I oh, think I think they. Said they that he, he married. Oh, her I'm sorry. Also, got it. That's how he ended up being a producer, yeah. right? Like he. That's how Hollywood works, it's baby. Like Warren Beatty and shampoo, or something. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, yeah. Peters does seem like the biggest. Like he's abusing writers, which are like. Granted, it's really easy to abuse like people that are just drawing all the time. Yeah, like that's it's like a power trip thing. For I've him. never. I mean, to be honest, between you guys and our thousands of listeners, um, our hundreds or tens of listeners, I've never understood how Kevin Smith has had a career in in Hollywood. Never been a big fan. I all his movies, I thought. Are sucked. you going to defend he, him right now? I'm not going to. You can. <laughs> you may, Bert. And Kevin Smith, uh, for everything he's accomplished and everything he's done, like he's. He's pretty legit, dude. Like, and he is a good guy. Like, he will he will come and do your podcast. Like, he's like, that cool of a guy. I'm not kidding. Kevin Smith. Kevin come we on actually our... really like him. I Kevin forgot Smith, to mention I love Kevin. Kevin I really Smith like will literally come to your podcast if and all you have to do is say thank you and be super appreciative and nice. He will come and do yeah. it. Like he he made my like childhood awesome. Like Mallrats was like my favorite movie. Like I rented that from the video store yeah. all the time when I was a kid. And, and I recently watched it and I was like, what was I thinking? But like it, you right. can identify <laughs> with it because like Stan Lee's in it and everything's reverted back to like Spider-Man or right. Fantastic Four, like Superman. And like they even address it kind of in this movie it's like well how would lois lane be able to take clark kent's load and like would the baby punch out of him it's said in the documentary yeah they say i do it, remember that and they talk about that in mall rats too and they're like you know he's asking um stanley like how big uh reed richard's dick can get because he's mr fantastic and he's like that's comic book code we never really talked yeah. about that you know <laughs> and and like i think like some of that stuff was never really talked about in movies before and nerds never really had that big of a voice right before kevin smith huh. came along so you can look at it as like he made cop out or you can look at it as like <laughs> he paved the way for like a lot of really cool 
yeah, things to be yeah. done. I mean, he has had that voice. I and in, in you know full disclosure, I did spend an afternoon with Kevin Smith in 1995. I uh-huh. went to a premiere of the movie Kids with Kevin Smith. With him? In New York City. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is there more to this story? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, there is. Dude, every time I hang out with Paco... I, it's like, Pandora, and then uh, I was at Altamont. And, uh, well, yeah. no, but it's I was I was at college, the CMJ conference oh, yeah, 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 yeah. in New York yeah. City, and I went to a, the first screening of Clerks. Oh, okay. And okay. I asked Kevin Smith a question. Because I want, I was a budding filmmaker, and there wasn't, a, there were not a lot of people there. I actually have a picture of me and Kevin Smith at the screening of Clerks, and afterwards he was like, "I'm going to go see Kids. Do you want to come with me?" And I said, "Yes." Yeah, so great. That's it. And I mean, you watched an original cut of Clerks. Too, I right? watched the actual oh. first cut. So it was, outside okay. of Sundance, mm-hmm. it had just been at Sundance where six people went to see it, and one of them was a a distributor who liked it and so the next showing was at the CMJ conference mm. in New York City so I went to that and mm-hmm. you didn't like that movie I did not care for it you no. didn't even think it was funny or particular not really or it was new? not quite my no I mean I I, li- I thought it was good I think it's his best movie of all of them like hey, Paco yeah I want you to say something nice right now. Okay? I, I <laughs> could be listening. I'm getting negative, and I want. I, I like avocados. Positive. Oh, I really enjoy a good avocado. I thought Clerks was okay. I'm I'm opinionated about my movies. I started a podcast about documentaries. We know this. <laughs> Did you? Where am I? Did you see Dogma? Yes. Oh God. And you don't like it? Oh no, I didn't. You hated like it too. No, sorry, like Kevin. Dogma. We still want you on our podcast. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Like, no, no. He chasing is, Amy. He's super cool. No, he's super yeah. cool. If people don't like his movies. Yeah. Like, he's he's like. I just like comedy. Like it's subjective. Like we all right. know this. Like yeah. things that I say and things that you say aren't funny sometimes. Right. And like we know this when the crowd doesn't laugh at us. Yes. And yeah. like there'll be one person in the back laughing their ass off. You know, because mm-hmm. comedy is subjective, just right. like yeah. movies are. You know. I I, ap- I appreciate Kevin Smith for what he's done. I'm just not a huge fan. You know. Yeah. Um. Yeah. But yeah, we did spend the day together. In I New like York. how diverse his career is. Like he did yeah. a bunch of comics writing. You know, yeah, which yeah, yeah. makes sense. That he's all into these universes, which I guess Dogma is sort of like. Yeah, he wrote, It's all about that universe. He wrote Daredevil, I think, which I'm is not good. Sure also, Daredevil. that Daredevil with Ben Affleck. Right. Yeah, he but wrote that movie, and he's in no, it. No, he didn't write that movie. He's like the Foggy in it, right? He didn't did write he it. Write Daredevil? He wrote Daredevil. He wrote Daredevil. The he wrote Daredevil the the comic book. Yeah, he, he wrote, wrote the comic book. Yeah, right, yeah, right. He he's the in comic. Daredevil the movie. Is he? I, yeah, I, he's like Matt Murdock's like assistant. Right when they start fighting on a seaside, turn it off. It's fucking real bad. Fucking believe that. It's real bad. But dude, that new Marvel Daredevil series is amazing. And the second season is basically Daredevil versus the Punisher. I was like, what? It's unbelievable. And like Luke Cage is in it. And it's just like they have like their own Netflix Marvel Cinematic Universe, and then they have right, their own there's that TV thing, yeah. show on the, uh, Agents of Shield has Ghost Rider in it now, and it's it awesome. Does? Yeah, okay. And he's like this awesome Latino guy. They did this awesome Marvel Now run a few years back, and he drives like this badass Camaro with flame tires, and yeah. his head's on fire, and he straight up murders people. Wow! Like the police officers, like his head was ripped out with his spine, and I'm just watching it going. Yes, like this is real awesome. Now, are you watching all those like WB, whatever those are? They're like the Arrow and Flash and uh, like and wa- Supergirl. There's like Supergirl is, is that awesome. It? I've heard good things about Supergirl. Um, there's a DC Heroes of Tomorrow, okay. and that's like a super one. team show. I haven't watched that one. I love Supergirl. The mm-hmm. first season was amazing, mm-hmm. and it, they did it such good justice. And like. 
Uh, the CGI in it is brilliant. It doesn't look half-assed. And uh, yeah, I watched the first four seasons mm-hmm. of Arrow and I loved it. But then it just kind of turned into like a Dawson's Creek superhero show where yeah. it's just like, dude, Ollie, you have a family. Ollie, where were you last night? <laughs> oh, Ollie, God. we need you. Ollie, this is family. Yeah. Ollie, this city needs you. And I'm just like, I can't deal with this I didn't this even anymore. really know his character from the comics at all, Green Arrow. Just like he had that weird, like, I'm like, who, he has got that weird mustache and shit. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the thing about what they did with Arrow is sneaky, and not a lot of people know this, is they wanted to do a, a Batman show, and they couldn't. <laughs> for some reason do a Batman right. show so they did Arrow and Arrow literally fights all of Batman's like okay. B villains like he okay. fights Deadshot like the guy that uh, Will Smith was in mm-hmm. uh, super, uh, Suicide Squad, suicide squad yeah. he fights um, the Suicide Squad in it like mm. Ollie fights the Suicide Squad in this so it's like all of Batman's like minor villains it's yeah. really cool that's awesome I, yeah. I, I watched the first Flash on a plane just because it's like what else am I going to watch and I'm like this looks like John Mulaney is a Flash. It's <laughs> yeah. very confusing. Yeah, I'm like, I'm new in town. <laughs> like, what the fuck is going on? Why is John Mulaney the Flash right now? It was one of those jobs where I was just like, fuck it, write your dream movie. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's the dream job. Go crazy, because whoever's going to direct is going to change anything they don't like anyway. I had the Eradicator in there. I had Cyborg Superman. Lex Luthor was in there. Doomsday was in there. Brainiac was the villain. It was packed. The director, John Schnepp, talks to so many Oh, people. yeah. He got good access. Yeah. He got really good access to people. Yeah. Burton, like, that's like a hard interview, I think, in general for anyone. Yeah. He wears his sunglasses in his Oh, house. my gosh. It's I, so uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> and Have you seen this video where Jesse Elias plays Tim Burton? Oh, oh God. I bet no. It's I, I'll show it to you. <laughs> that's I don't think it's be... online anywhere, but I have it. I'll show it to you guys later. That yeah. would be amazing. Uh, yeah, that is just dead on. You can just tell from Timber and how he is still so sad this movie didn't happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Either that or he is a severely depressed person. Probably a little bit of both. I think he has like he has like 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 John Peters is like his high school bully, is I think yeah. in his mind is what happened. Well, I mean, you know, artistic types and producers have historically yeah. not gotten along in Hollywood. Lots of great movies didn't get made because a producer mm-hmm. had one artistic idea and the real creative genius was just like, fuck, I yeah. can't work with you. Like Burton like is like I, I live in England, so I don't have to deal with Hollywood. Well he no, he said he yeah. went to he shoot. he shot Batman. He shot in Batman in so that he didn't have to deal yeah. with. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. insane. It's like Kubrick. Yeah. Yeah, like Kubrick. Yeah, exactly. Well, I so like when Batman was announced, and you might remember this in the eighties. Yeah, yeah, when the Burton movie was announced, and that Michael Keaton yeah. was announced as Batman. Were you pissed off about it? No. Do you know people that were? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if that was big. Like if the internet existed back then, oh, right, it yeah. would have Ghostbusters 2016. Yeah, yeah. Like it, it would have just it. even probably even more. There were people because I still have a Michael Keaton Batman T-shirt mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. I got from. It was a giveaway when I went to see that at the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still have it. Doesn't quite fit anymore. <laughs> but I remember people being pissed that I would really? wear it. Comic book fans? Are they comic book fans? Uh, just nerds. Yeah, so like everyone's like, we don't woodwork. want Mr. Mom right. being Batman. Right. Well, he was he a was comedian. Beetlejuice, too. He was yeah. a com- Which is awesome. Yeah. Oh, the one probably, oh, maybe the best Burton movie yeah. ever. But people just thought he was a comedian. Like, he had no, he should not have been in, um, in that movie, you know, so it, it, the, it, I think it's aged well, though. I think it stands. Oh, yeah. It's a great, like, right when the trailer for Batman dropped, people were on board. 
Mm-hmm. Like the trailer was so hot, yeah, that people would call the movie theater, mm-hmm. ask what time a movie's starting, and then ask if the Batman trailer is playing, and people would pay the money to, to see, see the, the movie tra- and then just leave. to see the trailer and leave. Yeah, that was. And they would go into the yeah. next movie theater, watch the Batman what? trailer again. That's I'm not amazing. kidding. That was and a like, legit. People were like, "This yeah. is going to be a good movie." Yeah, and he didn't disappoint. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's. Well, He's still my favorite Batman. Well, like, oh, yeah. think about it all. Yeah, all of the that movie was like in the ether of the time. It was a zeitgeist movie. I mean, like right. the fact that that Prince album, right. of, like Bat Dance, was a hit. Yeah, I at the it. same time, yeah, that shows it. how big of a thing it yeah. was. Because that would not have held water on its own. I don't no. think. Like a twenty-minute Bat Dance. Who's the worst Batman, Val? It was Val I, the worst? No, George Clooney. Oh. Hands down. He's apologized okay. several times for it. Because gotcha. I like Val Kilmer as... I mean... He did a was, great job. It, it was, yeah, he did. He did as, as good as he could do. Joel yeah, Schumacher is the reason... <laughs> this movie that, didn't get that, Death of Superman yeah. uh, Returns was made because Superman... Sorry. Death of Superman Lives. Superman Lives was pretty much ruined because Joel Schumacher... Ruined. Uh, made Batman and Robin. With, which uh, is Chris a Adonis god Adonis. awful movie. Yeah. Yeah. It is super bad mm-hmm. and it's it's completely laughable. But the thing that stands out from that movie to the Burton one is the Mr. Freeze, George Clooney kind of their suits. The puns like oh, the, the, the suits cock, that they made for them piece, yeah. were gorgeous. Right. Except for the nipples on the bat suits. So super mm-hmm. super weird. It's a that little sexy. It's a yeah. little too sexy. But I Joel Schumacher wanted to and he's admitted it, gay up and sexualized Batman. Huh. Like, he said mm-hmm. it. Interesting. And uh, he didn't give a shit. He wanted to right. make the movie he wanted to, yeah. mm-hmm. which single-handedly ruined superhero movies for a long time. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty much panned. Yeah. Yeah, by by everybody. Bert, have you seen the Jodorowsky's Dune? Have you seen that movie? What is it called? It's called Yodorowsky's Dune. You, it's basically analogous to this movie. It's about a movie that never got made. You know, I was you've seen David Lynch's Dune, the original mm, Dune, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. So like, there was gonna be made by the guy who made Holy Mountain and all these crazy psychedelic '70s movies. So that it, it was also like basically a movie that's put together a bunch of the character designs and set designs and kind of edited and also Giger. And is, Giger is uh, prevalent in both of these docs. Yeah, Giger is a big influence in, yeah. in all the character designs. You know, it's I'm sorry, but yeah. it, you know, it's weird. Is last week I had a midnight breakfast with a bunch of comedians and a set designer that worked on Aliens. Aliens, the second one with Paul. Yeah. yeah. Well, the one that Giger was a part of. That's the first one. Yeah. First one, yeah. Alien. Yeah. Yeah, and it was really wild because I I he started talking about Giger and I was like. Like to, he's like, oh yeah, I met him. I worked yeah. with him. I asked him about Yodorovsky's Dune. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, my I don't have any direct connection to Giger, but I worked for Jello Biafra, and like that's the album art that got them in trouble in the first place was the Giger painting. Oh, really? It's just a. It's uh, it, you have to. The f- I'll show it to you sometime. Okay. It's got a, It basically got like considered a, a profanity, and they got they got raided by the FBI. So, oh wow. Yeah. That's another story. Um, yeah. So. What, where were we at with this with this one? Yeah, we're just talking about all the characters. It sort of goes chronologically according to like Kevin Smith, then uh, the second writer Strick. So yeah, and uh, then Tim Burton just straight up said uh, he didn't like Kevin Smith's script and fired him. <laughs> right. Yeah, and had to keep certain elements, I guess, like the spider and things like that. Yeah. 
Yeah, everything mm-hmm. that uh, John John Peters wanted. Right. <laughs> One of my favorite things that Kevin for. Smith says it's he's like it's the fortress of solitude. Yeah. There's not yeah. gonna yeah. be people there. The polar bears. The yeah. polar bears. Yeah, the polar yeah. bears. Superman has polar bears. Somehow or Brainiac has to fight polar bears. Yeah. This guy's intergalactic. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. The yeah. smartest I, being in the world. Actually, I don't know much <laughs> about Brainiac. Can you tell us what basically Brainiac's character arc is? Brainiac is that, he from Krypton? Uh, I don't I can't tell you. I I'm not I've watched a couple of uh DC DC makes the best cartoon uh movies. Okay. Yeah. They're awesome like 90% of them are hands down sweet. The Killing Joke one that recently came out was dog shit. But uh, yeah, DC makes one. And I watched one with Brainiac and I was like, oh, this is really awesome. Mm-hmm. And this is a formidable foe. Like he's always one step ahead of Superman. And he's not like strong, but he's smart. And so he he can he can fight Superman with his with his like That's brain. Good. And, yeah. his, and he's like created all these like drones and things like that that um, are f- hard for Superman to defeat. Mm-hmm. That's good because yeah, he is so powerful that you need to come at him with either someone who's smarter than him or someone who's more just beastly powerful than him. If right. the polar bears were had Krypton around their necks, <laughs> right. then yeah. it would be a. Pro- or if the polar bears knew magic, because I don't know if you guys know this. Oh yeah, Mixelplex. Magic and magic and Krypton are the, the two things. things that kill Superman. No, what? Yeah. Magic. He is he is Green. vulnerable to magic. Green kryptonite too, right? Yeah. All kryptonite. All the kryptonites? Because I thought yellow does some makes it go random or something like Maybe. that. Maybe. I'd have never yeah, even yeah. heard of that. Yeah, the different colors well, of these kryptonite are deep do different cuts. things. Yeah. So magic. Magic. So if you magic. pull That makes sense. If you wave a magic <laughs> wand and you if you pull a rabbit out of a hat in front of Superman, he'll die. Like a card <laughs> trick gone awry. Yeah. If like is basically David Blaine versus Superman. Is this your card? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. So, you know, it's also funny about this doc is like the first half, you're kind of like, all right, well, you know, this is interesting and it's like historic. And, and but then they start introducing the suit. Oh, yeah. There's so much time dedicated to this goddamn suit. It's amazing. Like it, Brian Singer on set of Superman Returns was pulling out a photograph of Nicolas Cage right. looking like he was wasted or high on drugs yeah. in the Superman suit, which they show in the documentary. He just was blinking. Like he was right. like yeah. just enjoying wearing a Superman suit yeah. that he looked completely out of place in. But with like yeah. a mullet wig. God, he just looked so, so ridiculous bad. in it. Like the suit. In '98, it was really cool, I guess. But mm-hmm. to me, it's just a shiny piece of shit. Like it's shiny. It looks like his head is photoshopped on a muscle man's body. It just doesn't look it right. Looks no. very strange. No, and and he looks em- emaciated. Like Nicolas Cage is just so thin in the face. He used like, to be really skinny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he Moon doesn't have the jawline stuff. for a Superman. Yeah. Like he looks like a a guy from like Mumford and Sons that they threw <laughs> on a. <Exactly. laughs> <laughs> a, pl- a plastic suit on. Should I yeah. put the suit on? Wear it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it was like ribbed and riddled with like all these like LED lights and lasers. Yeah. Like all shit that didn't still didn't make sense. It's like wh- even the plot is like the suit is regenerating him. I'm like, these lights don't really make sense at all. Like I'm gonna be honest with you. I think Superman's suit is the most gaudy. Yeah. Awful looking superhero suit next to like Wolverine's yellow suit. They're nobody in their right mind would yeah. wear something yeah. like that. Yeah. Nobody. It just yeah. looks so stupid. It does look a little dumb, and like 
the, it doesn't hold up. No, and the the out the outer underwear problem that they seem to have mm-hmm. that they kept for Superman Returns. Yeah, right. Well, because they had a, they were trying to stick to Donner's oh, version God. of it. I think. Yeah, it, this the whole so the the suit gets the second half of this doc. The suit is it's pretty really, yeah. prominent involved and like how but but the the geniuses the creative geniuses that they went to yes. in order to to build this thing yeah. it's really amazing the stuff that the uh, that they show they had to pay all those people even though the movie didn't get sure. made, right like know, those people had to get paid do you remember how much money pre-production was for it's this 12 movie? million 10 to 12 million dollars yeah. before they spent on nothing yeah uh, basically to make this documentary Models, right yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like yes <laughs> like 10 to yeah like that's so much money. That's so much money, yeah. and all the testing that they did, and all the footage. That's kind of interesting. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, like just A and Bing, how a cape looks in the light. Yeah, things like that. Yeah, or like what texture does this look like? What color of yeah. what text texture? What color? What kind of wind? Yeah. I really love Burton's drawings because I always love Burton's drawings. Yeah, Burton's drawings. Uh, like if they had just made that. It would be so weird. Just like his drawings alone are just so odd. Like he draws Superman as like a sad alien boy, as like a, they even refer to him as like Edward Superhands or Superman's, something. So, yeah, so Edward, Edward Superman. Which is like, <laughs> that drawing accurate. looked awesome. Yeah. And the I liked one it. that the guy drew next to it looked rad. Like it was the all black. I love yeah. that. Like yeah. when the X Men movies came out and they were just wearing like their black leather suits, I was like, "This is fine with me." Like, also, this is the way yeah. they would dress. They wanted Chris Walken as Brainiac. Yes, that I can't think of nothing. All better. right, do your Christopher Walken impression. No, I don't have one, <laughs> guys. Guys, come on, I'm smart. I got a big head. Oh, the, the <laughs> Brainiac. They showed Kevin and Spacey's he, yeah, impression. I was like, well, oh. yeah. I mean, I mean, Walken. Yeah, his was weird, huh? It yeah. was uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah, it was uncomfortable. Yeah. I was I've seen him do it better than that. Yeah, he, he can do it better than that. He did it on Failing Good. Yeah, he, yeah, he did it on Failing Good. You know, I, I watch that show like all the time. Big yeah, you know, I, fan. I like I mean, the game show. They <laughs> use that clip of Walken in that terrible Burton movie, Headless Horseman, the Sleepy Hollow. Oh, one. Sleepy Hollow. That was yeah. no good, but like. Walking was great in it. Yeah. How did how did Tim Burton fuck up? This is another good question. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. What (laughs) happened? Yeah. Yeah. Your wheelhouse. It is your wheelhouse. wheelhouse. Him and him and Gilliam have kind of started going the same direction. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just at some point they get to a point where they don't want to listen to any notes or they don't want to deal with producers and things get fucked up. And like and like Burton now because he's just like he can just do everything CGI. Like those Alice in Wonderland movies are garbage. Yeah. But uh, I yeah. I love them. I don't know what. But if you said like Willy Wonka, early nineties, I would say like Terry Gilliam. Tim Burton, my favorite directors. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Edward Scissorhands. Tim Burton is your, one of your favorite directors? In the in 90s, that, I would have said, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, like, yeah. in all time, like, there were some of those movies. Are, Beetlejuice I mean, was... Beetlejuice is amazing. Big Pee-wee's. So uh, Pee-wee's great. Uh, I You know, that Batman. Wait, who did he want f- as Beetlejuice in the doc he says? Oh, right. Yeah, black guy. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. Yeah. Which is kind of... Am- maybe that's, that's a little bit of what of, he's doing. That's kind of amazing. Sammy Rat Davis Pack. Jr. wearing white face? The fact that also... <laughs> think about that Beetlejuice... <laughs> oh Beetlejuice God. got made as a studio <laughs> movie, which yeah. makes... No, no sense. sense. No, I know. If you look, I I downloaded the script for Beetlejuice. Oh, I'm just like, I'm like, how did this happen? Who wrote it? I don't. I don't remember. Okay. But uh, it was just such a weird idea altogether. Yeah. And like that was a studio movie. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. I don't either. Yeah. I have, I have to bring up something that this wasn't actually brought up in the documentary that I just thought of. Okay. How awesome would Danny Elfman's Superman score oh, have been? Yeah. yeah. 
What? Yeah. I just saw him the other night. He did Nightmare Before Christmas uh-huh, like live. A, with an orchestra? Yeah. Where was, was that? Blow Hollywood Bowl. Hollywood Bowl, man. Oh, no it was way. unreal. I was like, maybe he'll do Batman. Maybe he'll do Batman. Maybe he'll do... He didn't do Batman. Uh, yeah. It's okay. Yeah. But like... His score for Batman is amazing. Yeah, yeah. he's a it's, genius. It's mm-hmm. like one of my favorite soundtracks. And he did like Nightmare Before Christmas, which is another one of my favorite mm-hmm. soundtracks. You know, like his scores are so. I like Oingo Boingo. Yeah. Oingo <laughs> Boingo is. He did an Oingo There's Boingo song songs, the other night. Yeah. At the end, he did. Oh, one. he did? And I was Dead like, Dead Man's Party no for Halloween? Shit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's probably. That's the one he did. Yeah. 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 It's like six or seven minutes long yeah. or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the orchestra was behind it, too. Yeah, the Don I, the Donner Superman song is also John Williams. I feel like it's it's, it's yeah. John Williams yeah. did that. Yeah, I feel like those are like all those John Williams things. Did John Williams was there a recent John Williams thing too in L.A.? Yeah, I went yeah. to that. You too. went to that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I went to both of them. You're going to all these soundtrack things. <laughs> I got so drunk at yeah. John Williams <laughs> Orchestra concert. I was like so out of place. That's like people odd. were like clapping lightly, and I'm like, that fucking room! Uh, <laughs> it's Close Encounters or something, yeah. yeah. That's funny. No, that's a good point. Yeah, like all the... Yeah, you're right. Elfman would have been the soundtrack for that. I I don't know. Nicolas Cage, I do now... Knowing Nicolas Cage now, I'm like, this was a weird choice. This is a very yeah. weird so choice. bizarre. But who would... I mean, think of who was around in the late 90s. Who would have done that? <sighs> Seinfeld. Seinfeld would be good. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, Would Affleck, Ben Affleck, maybe? I mean, he was, was pretty, pretty hot then. Young, he was young, but yeah, yeah. I guess in 98, that's after, what, Goodwill Hunting was 97? He, he, yeah. Do you know he's played Superman before? He was the he was the 1950s. Oh, oh Christopher Reeves. In a bio, a bio yeah, of that George guy? Reeves. George oh. Reeves in yeah, uh, yeah. a movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, like a, uh, like a HBO movie or Wasn't something like Mulholland that. Mulholland Drive, but mm. it was like one of those... Like, oh, one of those... Hollywood... Yeah. Like, m- LA no, Confidential? Was it? It was in the- LA Confidential? No. Because that's the only one I think of when I think of... I can't of. remember the name of it, but ba- Ben Affleck has played Daredevil, Superman, and Batman. Oh, yeah, wow. that's pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a weird... Both the iconic Supermans died tragically. Right, <laughs> which was really wild. The Reeves the original Chargers. one committed yeah. suicide. The mm-hmm. second one, uh, well, paralysis, paralysis, and then eventual, yeah. like I think well, kidney d- failure that's or something. The, that's what the movie's about. Is did he commit suicide? It, it's oh. unsolved mystery. Mm. That's what that I whole movie's so, about. Yeah. The curse, the curse of yeah, Superman. The, the curse of Superman. Yeah. Curse of Superman lives. Yeah, because Chris Farley <laughs> was supposed to play Superman. No joke. Chris Farley was um, supposed to play Superman. <laughs> what villain could he have played? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that is, but I will say though, Bob. in a side w- uh, thing is the curse of the Fatty Arbuckle story because he actually was supposed to play Fatty Arbuckle. So was Belushi. So was John Candy. Okay, I didn't know this. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, Bobby so Moynihan. The people that they have attached to that <laughs> yeah. have kind of died tragically, which is For, weird. Which uh, is also all Fatty people Arbuckle. that are kind of obese. So they're and, and, and uh, but it's all drugs. Yeah. usually is what it is. Right. Yeah, and it's. Is anyone going to make a Fat Arbuckle movie? Not now. No, they made a Garfield movie with John Arbuckle in it. That's true. That's a good point. <laughs> Got me. That's, that's <laughs> two of them. That's why he's named John Arbuckle. It's for Fatty Arbuckle. Yeah. Did you ever hear Neil Hamburger's joke about Garfield? No. And why did Bill Murray submerge himself <laughs> for two weeks in toxic waste? Why? Well... It was to prepare for his movie in Garfield too. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> oh, I, I remember this. Um, God, I don't remember the name of the movie now. I remember the comic who told this joke. I'm sure he doesn't do it anymore. What's that Jim Carrey uh, movie where he says yes to everything? Yes, man. 
the penguin one? No, that's Mr. Popper's penguin. Well, that was a joke. Oh. <laughs> it's Sean Perlman's joke. I remember hearing that a couple years ago, uh, whenever that movie was out. Yeah. Like, no, that's yeah. incorrect. No. <laughs> no, sir. Yeah, so we yeah, so we get into the second half of the doc, you get into a lot about the suit and the people that mm-hmm. made it and all the money they spent with the production company. And you see Nicolas Cage wearing yeah. this Superman yeah. outfit. In a weird motel or yeah. something, or an office. It's, Which, yes, that's the part that I love the most is... Uh, Nicholas Cage and Tim Burton are having open discussions yeah. about what they kind of want Clark Kent to be and what they <laughs> yeah. feel yeah. Superman should be, and like they're, they're they, improvising. They want a weird Clark Kent. They want yeah. like a, a Mickey Mouse shirt. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. so weird. Yeah, <laughs> weird. Total geek. But like, there's a conversation where Nicholas Cage <laughs> is like talking about the cape, and yeah. Tim Burton's like, "Yeah, it should be its own entity," and he's like, "My my." My cape was given to me by my father, uh, who was a scholar and a documentarian on the yeah. planet Krypton. You're like, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. Like, character. You're, yeah. you're an idiot. <laughs> like, this is asinine. <laughs> but like, it's cool that they captured all that on mm-hmm. camera. Yeah, like, yeah it's all the tests. Unreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I know. It's pretty cool that you get to see it, and you get to see how awkward he looks in the suit. You his know? little neck poking out of this giant yeah. muscle suit. It's yeah. so weird. It's like they photoshopped his head it on really, Glacier. Yeah. I don't like the long hair look for no, Superman either. No, it's so that just gross. Make... Also, the same thing with like the beard Superman. Like I'm like, how does he cut the beard? Yeah. So just, I, I have a theory. Uh-huh. You know, Because you, you, Man of Steel, he's got the beard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like obviously razors aren't going to work. Right. Because it's... What's Superman. your theory? Uh, heat vision in a mirror. Oh, oh, look at what George just did. Okay. Somebody did something. He can That's freeze good. it off, too. He can freeze, freeze it off. He could freeze it. Yeah. God, how is Superman not a pervert? If I had X-ray vision, dude. Oh, that's right. I forgot he has X-ray oh, vision. He's, he's, too, God, he's too good. He's, he's too of a goody-goody, usually, in most things, until this recent right. dark Superman. And like, stuff. If you watch Superman 1, she's like, what color of lingerie long. am I wearing or whatever, and... He's like this and that, and she's like, "Can Red. you see me naked?" And he's like, "No, uh, your laundry must be lead based." And I'm like, "Take it off! Why are you wearing <laughs> lead based laundry? Uh, oh my god, <laughs> lead based! Is it from the 1800s? Yeah, lead based. Like, what That's what happened to Margot wearing? Kidder. <laughs> Margot Kidder was eating lead. You know, I think you had an idea, which this now seeing you like this, the kind of mismatched kind of. Remember we were talking about more wilder forms? We were talking about having like a Mickey Mouse cheek. So Bert, you have an anecdote where you got to meet the director. I did. Of this documentary. Really, really quick. I met him really quick at Long Beach Comic Con um, 2016. He had a booth set up. And uh, I went over and I just was like, hey, I'm going to be on this podcast and da da da. And my best friend Eric was with me and he was like, so uh, John Peters has been in 5,000 street fights. And uh, the director <laughs> started laughing. He was like, 500 street fights. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, and I bet he won every single one of them. <laughs> and uh, then I asked him, uh, what did I ask him? I'm, my mind is drawn a blank for some reason. I oh I asked him if if John Peters was as weird and crazy mm. as you made him out to be in the documentary, and he gave me a look like what? 
And I was like, come on, like yeah. what? Come on, you everybody made him a, a scapegoat, yeah. you know? And uh, he's like, no, he's a really nice guy. And mm. I was like, wow, that's that's good to know. Like that that's is. pretty cool. Like that yeah. he's not like yeah, he's a piece of shit or whatever. Like right. yeah, you know, he, he takes him. that weird phone call during oh, the middle right. of the interview. Oh, like why they, did he show like that? They because they, just left that they want to make him look stupid. Yeah. Exactly. Come on, that dude. is a that is a choice. That like is. Kevin Smith drops a line in the documentary, and it, it, this is kind of offensive, but he says he doesn't want the Superman suit because it looks a little bit faggy. Right. And so, if that's not trying to make John Peters look like an a hole, then yeah. I don't know what is. Yeah. Like that didn't. I mean, it, it's an interesting fact, but it's kind of like, eh, right? We need to know that. Like, I don't know if you're not trying to make yeah. him look like he's a little off his rocker, then yeah, right, yeah. And he obviously is very rich. Mm-hmm. They talk about his multiple homes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which one are we going to today? Yeah. I talked to uh, a, a friend of mine. It turns out, as I was watching the credits for this, a friend of mine was credited as assistant editor on this movie. Mm-hmm. So uh, my old bandmate, Vice Schooler. Uh, the guy who does Haunts of L.A. We were talking about him. I asked him about it. Uh, he's, like, out of the country, but I just asked him on Facebook about it. He said, like, they apparently had access to all of Tim Burton's archives, but just, like, for, like, a limited period of time. Like, they had a couple hours to be, like, he was just, like, go ahead, like, scan or take photos of whatever you want wow. out of the archives in London. And so it was just, like, they couldn't get everything, yeah. but they had open access. It just was, like, time-limited. Wow. Do you know how they got the footage of Nicolas Cage and Tim Burton? Like, did Tim Burton give them that? I'm going to assume that's yeah. the case yeah. because the, he had access to all those archives. Yeah. And this was made... He said... My friend said he was working on it for about three years. Oh, really? Uh, right up to the end. And he said that John Peters was the last interview they got. Oh. Yeah. He's, like, it, 11th-hour interview. It seems... it. It seems like that because there's like cutaways of like them like responding talking to this, and yeah. responding and stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. But like the, the director of this movie just went to Comic Con or some Comic Con and was like, "Hey, you had something to do with Superman Returns? Come talk oh. to me for twenty minutes." I think he's hooked up to stuff because he's an Adult Swim guy and he worked on Metalocalypse, is what I, oh. I saw. John Schnapp is. Yeah, is he, he he's one of the and he worked on Aqua Teen Hunger Force and the Space Ghosts back in the day. Oh wow! So he's just an old school like animation guy, which makes sense. There's a heavy uh, emphasis he, right. on production design and like. Access to all he knows who all the people they're doing all the production design like, right. drawing stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is, um, yeah. He talks to a lot of them. Yeah, so, and uh, a lot of those people. He talks to the guy who was like Tim Burton's uh, classmate at Cal Arts. Oh, right. That guy's and he's worked with him on a bunch of stuff. Yeah, his name I'm blanking on. Uh, yeah. So there's that. It's heavily about that stuff. Yes, I it think is. if that's your interest, then you can get a lot of that. Um, yeah, seeing Nicolas Cage walking around with it, it's like I still don't know. Whether I think it's a good idea or not, you but know? you want to see. it. I still yes. want to see it. The thing of is, course. like, it looks yeah. so dumb, but you're like, could he pull it off? Because, yeah, Keaton pulled it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a pretty yeah. amazing to think that that you could spend that much money and just not just pull the trigger yeah. and just make the fucking exactly. Thing. And it was because and Wild Wild West was later, right? That's right. It came so, later. So John what Peterson happened Wild Wild is, later. I guess, was, is it? It's Sony, right? It's Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Warner so, Brothers. sorry. Warner Brothers had a whole bunch of flops at that time. Like, a whole right. bunch of their movies tanked and mm-hmm. did bad. And uh, they just had seen the Batman movies that were recently put out. and That Joel Schumacher did. The Joel yeah. Schumacher ones really, I think, in my opinion, axed it. I think that's honest to God what happened is, like, people hate these movies. Right. And, like, the first Batman Forever, like, was fine. Like, it's... 
It's just super campy. And then the second one was just a kind of campiness that could only have come from the 70s of Batman uh, show. Right, right, right. You know, and so you're just watching it like Poison Ivy is just being like Catwoman-esque from like the 70s. And like all Arnold Schwarzenegger does are like freeze puns. And like Bane's like converted to some like mongoloid idiot like yeah, yeah. brute and that's like not at all who his character is like right. he broke batman's back like he figured out how to get batman with just his like uh, uh psychotic strength that he has you yeah. know and it's just like come on man and like they're supposed to be ro- uh ice skating but they're obviously wearing roller skates like it's so obvious it was like <laughs> the only thing that could have made that opening sequence in batman and robin worse is if when they punched bat guys it said pow yeah yeah boom. kablam yeah like yeah. that's the only thing that could have yeah. made it even worse that's funny that. yeah. i yeah that's and you know i think for me one of the one of the lines that stuck out uh, stood out the most for me in this documentary is when Kevin Smith says they never asked the comic book guys yeah. to write it or to help out, which just seems so mm-hmm. short-sighted. It's like you the first people you'd go to would be the yeah. people that do that on a daily That's fucking basis. Bone to pick, yeah. I mean, when your executive producer says, I want his cape to be detachable so he can throw it at bad guys, it's like, no, he can fly right. like fast as fast as the speed of light and punch mm-hmm. a dude. He can... Fr- Throw a cape and then beat the cape after he hits the bad guy. Like right. you're, you're not, you don't know your character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? And yeah. like that's the thing. It's like what you're saying is like the comic book guys would be like, oh no, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, polar bears. What are you thinking? Why does Bring, he need guards? He, what he doesn't. Yeah. Nobody's up there. <laughs> yeah, like, nobody yeah. even knows it's there. Yeah. You know? And like, it, there's like so many like disconnections that you hear John Peter say about Superman, who I don't even know all of his stuff, but I know enough to be like, what you're saying is bullshit right now and it's wrong. Yeah. And that's not how Superman should be portrayed. I feel like I know, I know most of Superman's, like I know as much about Superman as I do about Dracula, right? Like there's like the basics. Yeah. Like, well, like Dracula sometimes busts out of power you don't know about. Like I'm like, oh, you can turn into fog? Okay, that's Uh one decision. And Superman's kind of got those for everything. Yeah, he's, he's, I mean, he can get shot in the chest. doesn't fucking matter. I mean, it's just also, like, he could probably do this shit like the Flash does where you vibrate your molecules to phase through, like, solid matter and things so, like oh, that. Oh, Superman can do that. Yeah, yeah. He it's did like, it in the actual uh, 50s show. He vibrated through a building or something yeah. like that. So it's like, you can it's just like, punch through it, though, Superman. Yeah, he's, he doesn't need to be sneaky. <laughs> yeah, He you can just be, vision, like, can... just brute strength, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, to showcase the power... Where he can vibrate through a wall and get in and like save somebody instead of like him punching through it because we all know he can punch through it. We all know he has heat vision. Mm-hmm. We all know like all these things like seeing him vibrate through like solid matter is actually kind of cool. That would be a know? cool thing to see. And, but yeah. seeing him throw a cape is stupid. Yeah, it's yeah. a dumb idea and it's a waste of people's time. Yeah. CGI, like, special effects, like stupid. taking the S off and using it as like a throwing weapon. I'm like that. You don't need. As Superman a doesn't need it. Stupid. He can clip one of his nails and do that. You yeah, know? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or he can shoot lasers out of his fucking <laughs> eyes, which looks awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He can blow people like miles away. So like, you, you know the, anything. Yeah. You know the plot line of the death of Superman. I do not know the plot line of death of Superman. It is doomsday. It's doomsday. So in basically this, Bane to being the Bane to so, him. Yeah. So Brainiac, I from what I remember in the comic books that I read as a kid. It's 20 years ago. So like, yeah. But I mean, I've recently read them yeah. and they made a really good comic book uh, animated film of Death of Superman, mm-hmm. which was really 
pretty closely true to the comic books. So like it's a year long thing where like all the superheroes are trying to beat Doomsday and nobody can do it. He just beats the shit out of everybody. He just mm. annihilates everywhere he goes. He can jump miles and miles and miles. Where, yeah. And like he's undefeatable and like Superman and him are fighting and he's just a menace to the world and he Can't he, he and Superman him. fight and fight and fight and they both exchange like one violent blow after another and finally just both of them hit each other so hard that Superman dies and Doomsday dies. Oh, they both die. They both die okay. at the same time and then Superman's dead. And then he goes into like a rejuvenation thing, and like a year later, Superman's back. And I can't remember what happened to Doomsday. I think he was just thrown out in outer space. I can't really remember. Yeah, they can't just throw him in those weird mirrors that they use in Superman too. Yeah, the, <laughs> like that, that'll hold you. These were two mirrors that we throw. Zero dimension, yeah. dimension zero. Something. Yeah, those the I forgot about the mirrors. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then, so then, at the end, you, we see the director, John Schnapp and Tim Burton, commiserating over the fact that this... And he's yeah. so sad still. Like, Tim yes. Burton is so sad. I think <laughs> he takes everything to he heart, seems though. like he probably would, He yeah. takes everything to heart. He, like. he still really wants to make it. But, yeah, like, it you seems can tell he's like, pretty obvious, yeah. Like, and, 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 like, going back to, like, why that movie wasn't made is because, like, the Joel Schumacher stuff. I was like, I was like, you have seen what Batman and Batman Returns, they, the billion-dollar franchise. Like, Jack Nicholson made the most money of any actor ever mm-hmm. off simply the franchise rights that he got for playing the Joker. Like, he's mm-hmm. so rich forever from that. And, like... He got like some ridiculous amount of like the toy sales and everything, oh, really? and he oh, still like gets it. Oh yeah. wow! So he he did like the George Lucas thing. He's like, I'm right. gonna make this movie, but all the mm-hmm. franchise rights are are mine. Like you can have the movie. Mm-hmm. The franchise stuff is mine. You know. So like whenever any Star Wars movie comes out, all the toys come out, and they're available six months before the movie comes out, and you don't even know who the characters are, but you buy them anyway. Right. You know. Yeah. So people were buying up all the Batman stuff, and Jack Nicholson got super rich off of it. And like, so did everybody else. And it's like, if you're going to do Not a Robert Batman Wolf. or Batman Returns movie, you know that those movies are going to kill because Tim Burton's the guy to direct it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Joel Schumacher. Yeah, right. Well, War- so Warner. Not Brothers. Brian Singer. Yeah. Well, Brian Singer. Okay, so the Brian Singer did the first two X Men. He did the first uh, two X Men movies and the last two X Men movies. Okay, yeah, because the one in the the Brett Ratner one is the one that everyone hates. Which yeah, is three, and which is legitimate. It's, it's a terrible movie. I oh, you I have, have to no I, I I I take it I take superhero movies with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Okay, and structurally and everything that movie's fine. Mm-hmm. They messed up a lot of things. That should have been a three part movie because the Phoenix Saga. It's a Phoenix Saga. Yeah, the yeah. Phoenix Saga is very long. Just like the last X Men movie that came out should have been three movies long because they're fighting apocalypse. I didn't and, see these ones. Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and then they just uh, cram it all into two and a half hours, and you're like, no. Mm-hmm. Doomsday, the new Batman vs Superman movie. Doomsday's in it. He's in like the last half an hour, and you're like, "Where the fuck has Doomsday been this whole time?" <laughs> and they turn Zod into Doomsday, and you're like, "What are you oh. doing? Why are you doing this?" Lex Luthor creates Doomsday from oh. uh, Zod's ship, and then Doomsday just turns into like this weird 
creature that they're that monster that they're talking about. They're like, uh-huh. yeah, he didn't really have that many bones coming out of him. It's like that's all he is. It's just bones coming out of him. He looks badass, dude. Uh-huh. Have you ever seen a picture of Doomsday? I just only from this thing. He's yeah. a badass motherfucker. Yeah. And so like in the movie when Doomsday first comes out, you're like, when the hell is this? And then like he gets hit with like more nuclear waves, and then he. Turns into gets the stronger. Okay. Like, yeah. Yes. Oh wow. And then he gets defeated in ten minutes. You're like, no, this wasn't. This was a year long saga. <laughs> and then he kills Superman, and you're like, okay, so we, we, Superman's dead. And then it shows Superman's coffin, and like right, right as they uh. it, it fades to black, you see like some rocks rumble on his coffin. Like, no, let us think he's dead. Right. Let right. Us right. Think he's dead. Yeah. They won't do it. You no, know? they can't. They gotta. They gotta leave a little breadcrumb. <laughs> So people. you're just going through this whole movie. I'm, ta- I'm talking about Batman vs. Superman right now. I like the movie. It's not terrible. People hated it. It's it's two hours of building up for like this 10-minute doomsday fight. Yeah. You're just like... Well, what's true is that the way DC handles their group things is very different than how the Marvel people handle them, right? Yeah. Because yeah, new... like Suicide Squad and that came around this, a couple They're months all together. Apart. Yeah. I liked Suicide Squad mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, you did? I liked it a lot. A lot of people hated on it. Yeah, I thought it was really great up until the last act. I hate the last act of all movies. It's mm-hmm. all the same. A bad guy falls off a cliff, and, right. and, and everything resets. And it really, yeah, really needs something else. These movies are getting really repetitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though I love them, yeah, they need to change it up. Right. These are the problems with these are like they got to make their money back because there's so many special effects. Yeah, right. Marvel's not about worried about that. Like, Marvel's Marvel not, but is, DC... Marvel is not worried about it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're releasing Doctor Strange this week, which, like, nobody cares about. Yeah, but he it's is... Getting... What are his fucking... I've never really understood yeah. that character. So he's a Sorcerer Supreme. Like, yeah. people come... Every, whenever there's something that has to do with, like, Magic. hell or, inter, yeah. in, like, interdimensional things, they always go to Doctor Strange to, like, see what he can do to help yeah. him out. Like, he is the in-between guy for like a lot of stuff right, which like is like healing people bringing them back mm-hmm. to life casting a spell sending you to another dimension like that's what right. he does so I never read his book because he'll just show up to be like you know the expert witness on mm-hmm. something like he's there basically Marvel's trump card of like when shit gets way too crazy and they don't know how to solve it Doctor Strange will just come in and do magic and yeah. it's, it's the end which is like yeah, yeah just convenient which like <laughs> it's, it's Cumberbatch now and that's like a I, yeah. I don't yeah. know a lot of people who are Doctor Strange fans yeah. I don't know a lot of people that were Ant-Man fans but us we, we go see it because yeah. we want to we want to see it <laughs> I knew Ant-Man, Ant-Man was, was going to be at least like the first script is uh, uh, God, Edward Edgar Wright did the first script mm-hmm. and Paul Rudd I was like it's going to yeah. be at least entertaining yeah you weren't you're, you I didn't like it you didn't care yeah. for it you didn't like Ant-Man no I think I had good moments what? how many times Michael Douglas once I watched it twice and uh, loved it the second oh, time. Okay. I felt the same way the first time. I was like, eh. Yeah. And then I watched it and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair I just enough. like that it's in San Francisco. Yes. And that means Michael Douglas is contractually obligated to be in it. Oh, right, right, right. He's in every San Francisco I like movie. how in every San Francisco movie has these standalone Victorians that you never see in San Francisco. <laughs> they're always yeah. like in a corner with no other <laughs> house around it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> it's like there isn't one like that in San Francisco. You know? Uh, one of my favorite... Um, Lines in the movie because you said yours. One of my favorite lines is when Kevin Smith is talking about Wild Wild West, and he's like, he <laughs> yeah. finally got his spider, right? Yeah. And that movie he was dog shit. Oh, it was yeah. so bad. And Kevin Klein and Will Smith are the worst comedy duo, I think, of any high budget yeah. film that came out. Like yeah. since then, like now, it was bad. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, Kevin Klein could have been a good Superman. 
Whoa. Uh, you uh, think? He's kind of got that a very Midwest like vibe to him. Yeah. You can see it. He'd make a good Clark Kent. I would I would pick Bill Pullman over like Bill Pullman, yeah. You know. I could see that too. But he's blonde. I don't know if Batman's ever blonde. What about uh Oh, now we're Joey. trying to cast it. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's do it. Let's what about it. Joey from Friends? Back in '98. Yeah, he could have done now it. Now he looks like Zod, but yeah, right. he uh, done now it. he looks like Zod. I'm thinking in '98, who were like the actors that were like the hot actors? Yeah. Uh. Skeet Ulrich was everywhere. For some <laughs> Skeet reason. Ulrich, yeah. like, Leonardo. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I was just reading for some reason. Went down this rabbit hole and read like this, like profile of Leonardo DiCaprio from 1995. Oh wow! Because oh, from I know what why. Year? 1995. 1995. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. Oh, because his he made a documentary recently. Uh, DiCaprio just, has a movie. It just aired, uh, came out yeah. on uh, YouTube. But yeah. it starts with like his dad was like a comics publisher, which I never knew. Oh weird. And like worked with like Crumb is like best friends with Tim Leary. Oh wow! So like. DiCaprio had this weird counterculture weird. upbringing, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. funky. He would not have been a good Superman in 98 though at all. No, he's too young, yeah. too scrawny. Hey, Depp, why Burton and Depp? Why yeah. wasn't that the thought? Burton and Depp go together. Oh my god. For, like ever. Yeah. And now to the point where I don't I don't think it's helping either of them really anymore. No. That fucking Oh god, I saw that Lone Ranger movie. Oof. No. Uh, no. So bad. Oof, boy. A uh, couple other quick things I want yeah. to mention that were just kind of funny to me is uh do we have to wrap it up soon no we don't have to i'm just saying like we've been we're at 115 right now okay um (laughs) john peters used to go in and wrestle people with his jujitsu moves beat up artists yes that's amazing yeah (laughs) Yeah. get people in headlocks and stuff that's where he comes up with that i've been in 500 streets (laughs) yeah So silly. Also, he brings his children around. Yeah, he he, he them. He wants. He's been in five hundred fights. He wants to taste people's blood. Is what he said. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a maniac. Yeah. Other stupid things were uh, Superman versus ninjas. Remember in the oh, third yeah. script? Oh uh, <laughs> right. Well, the drawings were cool. Actually, yeah. breaking the, the sword over Superman's head. Like, <laughs> oh god. Uh, they were gonna film in Pittsburgh. Which yeah, is that's right. always thought of as a huge metropolis. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. there's yeah. another city that comes to mind. Yeah. Pittsburgh. That's funny. New oh York City? <laughs> like, yeah. That's basically what metropolis is, right? right? Yeah. That's uh, that's and then that's funny because he was shooting dog Kevin Smith was shooting dogma at the time. Right. And they couldn't use a building because it was being renovated to be Lex Luthor's headquarters. Oh wow. And that's where Chris Rock was like, I'm going to be Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is interesting casting, too. That's yeah. weird. Well, yeah. Joe Schulmarker was supposed to do, or no, was it? No, oh, I think it was before Joel Schumacher. I think, I'm sorry. Marlon Wayans was supposed to be Robin in Batman Forever. Wow. And then Marlon he Wayans. was supposed to be, and then he was like, no, we're going to put you in the next one, Batman and Robin. And uh, no, they went with Chris O'Donnell instead in Batman Forever. Right, oh, right. right. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to remember because I haven't seen him for. So Batman Forever has uh, Chris O'Donnell. Chris O'Donnell, Alicia Silverstone. No, she's in Batman oh, and Robin. Okay, there. But Marlon Wayans was supposed to be Robin, and they still had to pay him his full salary for it because he was under contract and couldn't uh, take any other jobs at the time. Oh, right. So he got paid to be Robin. <laughs> wow. Robin. Thank, what a great move! Yeah. He didn't ha- get to be in that horrible movie, and he got paid for it. Well, Batman Forever is not that bad. Oh, okay. Do you remember it? I mean, I'd rather be yeah. in a movie <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. 
Just to I be, mean, he's you know. in a lot of bad movies. Yeah, yeah. he is. Marlon Wayans is in it. I think bad we can all agree movie. on that. Yeah. White that girls. is true. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> I completely forgot about White Girls. Scary movie one through thirty. Yeah, those aren't bad. First two are all first, right. First one's great. Little Man? Is he Little Man? Oh, yeah. 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 I think so. So the Wayans is in the franchise, yeah. Yeah, well... Um, Bruce Wayans. Yeah. I, I like this documentary. I thought it was pretty interesting. It's it's not easy to find um, online. You have to pay for it. Yeah. It's easy to find, but yeah. not for free. Right, yeah. right, right. I think I, I saw it for... Th- Four ninety nine on iTunes or something. I, I went to the website and he's got all these extras that you can oh. pay for, like stuff that would have been DVD extras. Like there's like oh, for three dollars cool. you can. He does a word association with Tim Burton about uh, his movies. Oh wow, it's only three minutes long. I'm like, yeah, I don't know if I'd pay three dollars. Yeah, that. I'm not sure I'd do that either. But yeah, I mean, this was a Kickstarter thing. I think he uh, did oh. a lot of the fundraising through Kickstarter. Oh, that makes sense. The credits are very long. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's for a that reason. lot of thank yous for their mm-hmm. donations, probably. But yeah, I mean this. I mean this guy clearly loves this subject. He yeah. got access to the only person I might have wanted to hear from was Cage, uh-huh. but he had some interview clips from him right. where he talks about it. So you know, you know, yeah. you don't get Cage. It's fine. His favorite superhero is Superman. Like Nick Cage's. He, yes, yeah. Luke. Uh, Nick Cage's. <laughs> Luke, Luke Cage. Nick Cage's favorite superhero is Superman. Uh, I think he named his kid Kal-El. Yeah, his pretty son sure. is named Cal, and he's autistic, yeah. and he's in a metal band called Eyes of Noctum. Yeah. Whoa. So, like, he's a legit... He's Asperger's, not autistic. Sorry. <laughs> you're, all, you're Asperger's. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're Asperger's. Yeah. Uh, he loves Superman so much. Like, all of that stuff, like, I think he would have done a good job. Like, it's hard to say, and it's hard to everything, but I honestly think the movie would have been fine. Yeah. I think it would have been fine. <laughs> yeah, a fine movie. I mean, as fine as Marky Wahlberg in Planet of the Apes. It's got to be better than that. Compared to Superman Returns? Yeah. Okay. Anything could be better than that, dude. If You mean, you mean was, Man of Steel or which one were you talking about? Superman Returns? Superman Returns yeah, with yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Brandon Roth yeah, yeah. and Brian Singer. And like, oh, that one. Yeah. He, they well, just, Kevin Spacey's good in that, I think. Kevin Spacey's amazing Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, he did such a that good job. That is a great choice, yeah. And uh, Parker Posey was great, too. As the Miss Tessmacher, which mm-hmm. is not a character from the comic books either. Right, she's just from the Donner movies. Yeah, right? and yeah. so like good choice. they just they just made a vanilla <laughs> Superman movie. They didn't break yeah. any new ground, and it was really disappointing. Oh man, yeah. What I don't know. For some reason, I'm picturing like Louis C.K. as a Superman villain <laughs> right now. I don't know why. Oh, that'd be kind of interesting. Like, came from another dimension. Yeah, I don't have an my daughter's an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> That's his superpower. Just like that's what the casting now, when you think about how ridiculous yeah. n- the idea of Nicolas Cage as Superman was then, it would be like, yeah, putting Louis C.K. as right. like a superhero. Well, on that note, we should. Uh, no, no, not that note. No? <laughs> <Let's> do- <laughs> yeah, what note? I don't, I don't know. We need a better note. I okay. think like we did a pretty good job throwing a lot of cool stuff from the documentary out there, but like really go watch this thing. It's. Yeah. it's Unbelievable. Yeah. And you get to see Kevin Smith in his Superman Moo Right. You get mm-hmm. to see like Tim Burton be very passionately still sad about it. You right. get to see Nicolas Cage in a Superman outfit, so yeah. excited to be Superman. And then you get to see him as Clark Kent, as like he wanted to play Clark Kent. And you get to see all this awesome art that was made before the whole movie was yeah. even in like like the script wasn't even done yet. Like, right. there's so many aspects of like 
creativity and hard work that went into trying to get this movie made. Yeah. And it's really incredible to see all the hard work. People, there was a guy in it who dropped off the Matrix movie. That's right. To yeah, be that guy. a part of uh, mm-hmm. Superman Lives. Like, it, yeah. there's some crazy stories in this right. documentary That's that true. we did. Yeah fairly good justice to but you just got to watch the movie to do it you, full justice yeah you'll learn a lot about weird plastic shells you can put all over your muscles just and so weird Bert I would say you should watch Jodorowsky's Dune because it's will kind watch of the it. same idea yeah I want to watch that one and I want to watch the one about the two brothers from Ireland who f- fight the director went crazy we were talking about that one the other day oh no you're talking about Boondocks yeah the Boondocks yeah, Saints they're not, documentary they're, they're from Boston Oh, there's a documentary about the making of Boondock yeah, Saints? Yeah, the Irish it's guy. That is weird, because, like, yeah, I don't know anything about that. I know it's, like, a cult movie. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's really good. Okay. <laughs> I know that Bob Rubin is in, like, the second one. Oh, Bob really? Rubin is in Boondock Saints, Oh, yeah, too. yeah, Bob yeah. Rubin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I know about that. But you also have a, a favorite doc that we talk about sometimes. Remember in, in Boondock <laughs> Saints when the cat, is, like, hits awesome. the ground? <laughs> Maryland's awesome. on the wall. That was awesome. <laughs> awesome. But what's your what's oh the, the woman who wasn't there? Yeah. Okay. Have that's, you seen it? No. That's a great. Oh, doc. George. It's about a woman who lies that she's in 9/11 and her husband dies in it yeah. and all this stuff, and she takes over the 9/11 Victims Commission. It's so that's fucked amazing. up. It's she really just good. Adds lies on that's lies, amazing. dude. It's such a good movie. I gotta see that. What a Bert, thank you. Thank Thanks, you for, Bert. Thanks for having me so much. You're welcome so much. Here. Excelsior. <laughs> Excelsior. Excelsior, yes. You can find episodes of SupDoc on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Please subscribe, review, and rate. For show notes or more information about George and Paco's appearances, visit SupDocPodcast.com. You can send your corrections, questions, or comments to subdocpodcast at gmail.com. We'd also like to thank Documentary News for their continued support. Please check out documentarynews.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Subdoc Podcast. This show is produced by Will Scoville and our theme music by David Siegel.